2: and you're listening to Talking Metal.
0: You're listening to the Talking Metal Podcast with your host, Mark Striegel, and special guest co-host, Victor M. Ruiz. iTunes' number one hard rock and metal podcast. I'm Bud Friendly. Now, here are
3: your hosts, Mark and Victor. Welcome, one and all, to another episode of Talking Metal Live. This is Victor over in Spain, and back home in New Jersey, Mark Striegel. Hey, Victor, how are you? Good, doing very good. Sort of tired today, but anything to uh, talk a little metal?
1: Cool, cool, yeah. I'm excited to talk with Will tonight. Will just quit White Wizard, so we'll have to hear what's going on with him.
3: Yeah, very interesting news that I guess started developing last weekend. I started reading, I guess last Saturday night on Facebook, there were a bunch of different things coming out, and um, and I was reading, you know, the the various posts that were being made. Some of them have been taken down since, so uh, it, it'll be interesting for those that have followed Mars Attacks. You know, they know that I've given that band plenty of uh, airtime per se. I've had John Leon on, I've had Giovanni Durst, Eric Kluber, James LaRue, I've had uh, almost everyone who's passed through the band on the show at one point or another. So. did you have
1: and what's the,
3: the most recent singer, Joseph? The, uh, what's his last name again? It's slipping my mind. Isn't it Joseph Michael or something? Yeah. Like
1: that? Did you have him on?
3: I, I did not uh, the only people that I've had on the show from the latest incarnation were from the interview that I did with you with will and with um, and with Jake yeah so um, but I mean I've covered pretty much every lineup uh, uh, up into the latest you know I was I guess I was sort of planning that I would still have more time to uh, interview other members of the band but uh, apparently they've jumped the gun this time around.
1: It's funny the I just went to the Wikipedia page and uh yeah Joseph Michael was the the singer and at this point on Wikipedia which means it must have been updated within the last couple days uh it lists one member the only current member of White Wizard is
3: John Leone. Huh. Very interesting. Well, I mean he's um the, the, the brainchild if you will because he's been there since the beginning and uh, you know I guess it's been his sort of direction from the start that the band has taken so uh, it'll be interesting to see if um, if the band is able to rise from the ashes per se I mean I don't know if, if you're a label like Earache which is now sort of merged with Century Media after everything that's gone on do you give the band another shot
1: and I, I apparently not because earache has dropped them.
3: Oh, they have? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah.
1: So that that just came in, you know, this week too, I believe. So uh, you have like 14, 14 X members and one, only one current member. Let's see. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. 10, 11. 12 13 14 15 16 17 17 ex members of white wizard a band that's only been around since 2007 uh, it's, right that's not a good track record I would say and I it's funny because I hadn't heard it that that uh, Jake was officially had officially quit the band but according to Wikipedia he has
3: right well um, apparently I mean... everyone has quit well, I, I saw again. I saw some of the messages that were posted on Facebook, and it did say that he had sort of flown back home, and that he was, uh, I guess, leaving the band. But um, I don't know. It's a shame. A lot of very talented guys have passed through through the band. I mean, I don't think any of the albums have been shabby, and uh, and it's a shame. It's a shame that they haven't been able to piece things together. We'll see, uh well, again, we'll see what Will has to say about this whole ordeal in a few minutes. We'll see if, if, if he's ready to let the cat out of the bag, per se. Yeah,
1: who knows? But there is a lot of weird stuff that went on. There was, a, I guess, a White Wizard fan uh, had her bag, according to John, stolen... By a member of White Wizard, and then apparently the other story is that it was not uh a theft that it was uh, the bag was left at the merchandise stand at a white wizard gig and White Wizard just took the bag with them because they didn't know who the bag belonged to, and once they found out it was returned, just all sorts of weird stuff man so let's let's uh let 's talk to will not only about all the the weirdness but let 's talk to him about the music that white wizard did, which was, you know, you and I have had this conversation, a really strong release, uh, in 2013.
3: Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I've been happy with everything that, that the band has put out, you know, some stuff is stronger than, than others, but I mean, honestly, I, I do think that if you take the the best of what they've done in their five years or however long they've been together they you could put a pretty solid playlist together and what they've done with this album i think only adds to you know i don't know if uh, with something so short i don't think you could say legacy but you know it, it sort of adds to the uh to the fable of the band per se and you know unfortunately you know maybe some of the nuttiness is going to outweigh the music hopefully you know, somehow things come back together, but I don't know. It's, it, it's going to be difficult at this point. I think, especially if you're telling me that Eric has given them the boot.
1: Yes, that's what I'm hearing. I don't know. They tried to make it like, uh, one of the releases or postings that was up presumably posted by John said that it was a, I think a mutual parting of the ways. So uh, who, who knows? Who knows? Um, you know, the, the bottom line is, and we'll talk to, to Will Walner about this shortly, is that The Devil's Cut, the 2013 release by The White Wizard, is a very strong record. I, I yeah. personally really think that it starts off in, incredibly strong um, and uh, just that galloping bass line and very, at, at times, uh, maiden-esque, if you will, you know, and, and a lot of fun to listen to.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I I agree. Um the 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 very yeah, the the album is very front loaded and very entertaining if you haven't checked it out. You know, definitely uh one of the stronger albums that have come out this album if you appreciate this type of hard rock and metal. Uh so definitely, you know, worthwhile checking out.
1: Absolutely. We'll come back to to White Wizard uh in just a bit. But Let's right now check in with the Talking Metal listeners. And I have an email here that came in just the other day from, I think, somebody in Sweden. Let me pull this up here. And he writes, yes, Simon, his name is.
0: All right. Uh,
1: I don't know. I feel like my Wi-Fi is uh, slower tonight than it has been in the past. Trying to open it. Loading, loading. Gmail says loading. Loading. All right, we'll we'll give it a minute. Oh, here it is. Hey, guys, I've just discovered your podcast and downloaded all the available episodes on iTunes and listened to the 50 most recent ones. I really like listening to you guys talking about metal, especially the live episodes with Victor and also all the interviews. Keep up the good work and all the best for the future. Cheers from Switzerland. Not Sweden, I'm sorry. Cheers from Switzerland. Simon. Sorry if I made any mistakes. English is not my mother tongue. I I don't think you made any mistakes, Simon. And thank you for writing in and letting us know you're enjoying what we're doing here on Talking Metal. And uh, you know, it's been a great fun for I don't know how long we've been doing these live Friday night shows now, Victor. At least six months or so, right? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's
3: been quite yeah. a few months. And we're having
1: we're having fun doing it. And I'm glad you like listening to. Uh, These shows with Victor and I, because it's definitely a different format for me personally. I get to sit here at home in my kitchen, sipping a beer instead of, uh, you know, meeting John for coffee or or beers uh, in the city. More lately, it's been usually coffee because we meet during the day. John and I are actually uh, and I'll let you know this, too, Victor, we're going to start doing Tuesday night podcasts. And we may try to make them go live at some point. We may not, because we have secured a new room, which next time you're in the city, Victor, you got to check this out. We have this room, which now every other Tuesday uh, in Gibson, it's like one of the rooms in the old Hit Factory building that Gibson Guitars now owns, and it's beautiful. It's got amps, guitars, mics, PAs. We have uh, this room for us to use in Midtown Manhattan basically for free um, every other Tuesday. And it's our thought that with all the instruments and stuff in there, it would be nice to start getting people in there for interviews. And who knows, maybe down the road, we'll even start getting them to jam live in the studio.
3: Cool. That, that sounds really cool. we we'll would definitely check that out uh, next time I'm in the States, which is uh, <laughs> sort of up in the air, but uh, we'll definitely be a thrill to do that. Cool. Hey Mark, the only thing I do want to mention, you did mention that about the Wi-Fi. At times, it does sort of stutter. Yes. Okay. Um, But for the most part, I mean, everything is um, is coherent. So I mean. Okay. Cool. Like you just on my end, I
1: just heard you stutter a little bit there. You know, like it. I don't. So I don't know if it's recording that way or if it's going out live over the stream that way or that's just what I'm hearing on this end. Uh, Regardless, it won't affect things, I don't think, too much tonight.
3: Okay. Cool. Yeah, and uh, getting back to uh, Switzerland. Thanks for uh, writing in. Switzerland, the land of Crocus.
1: (laughs) That's right. Yeah, Crocus is from Switzerland. Yeah, very interesting. And the guy, uh, there's a great record out this year by a band called uh, Chakra. And their singer, actually, I believe, is either from Austria. I think he's from Austria right on the Switzerland border, but maybe it's maybe it's he's from Switzerland, I'm not sure, but uh chakra is a is a great band who have a record out which uh I really like called Power play, and right. I know I keep saying this about all these records we're we're talking about, but one of my favorite <laughs> releases of two thousand and thirteen is Power Play by Chakra and uh, a lot of great tunes on, on the album. So definitely check check that out. And we had the singer on. I, I did an interview with him. Uh, the quality was, was kind of bad when he was on. But um, if you go back and listen to that uh, interview, he says where he's from. And I think he says he's from Switzerland. I'm not, uh, not sure.
3: Yeah, I, I, I do have to add that, I mean, we do say that we really like an album or another album. I mean, there there are thousands of albums that come out. I mean, I don't think that anyone is really holding a gun to your head to say that, you know, something is good. And I mean, definitely on my end, I mean, if if I mention that I really like something, it's because I actually like it, not because there's, uh, you know, a- anyone behind me telling, telling me to do that. <laughs> so. Yeah.
1: And uh, John Prakash. Prakash is the singer of chakra and he's been with them i believe for two records now so definitely do yourself a favor if you like kind of hard rock and stuff some people call them power metal i don't really think they're power metal myself but maybe some of their older records were more power metally. um they kind of just seem like modern rock metal to me and they're a great band and they uh, are from yeah let's see the Actually, it says on their Wikipedia page, they're from Switzerland, which I thought they were actually from Germany. And he was, the singer was from Switzerland. But maybe the whole band's from Switzerland. There you go.
3: Okay. Interesting. Um, Yeah, yeah, anyways. uh, I was going to say, I guess they're grouped in as uh, power metal probably because of their label, because they have a lot of, Uh, other bands that are of that ilk Uh, so it's just easy for people to to just sort of throw them into the same box i guess
1: yeah another cool band i've been listening to by the way uh another great release 2013 release aventir aventir a v e n t y r and they have a record called driven which again my my good buddy eric bones of steel turned me on to and there's a song on there called trouble which is just freaking phenomenal uh i highly recommend people check it out they're on spotify again the album's called driven aventure the song is called trouble i wish i had it queued up i'd play it for you guys right now but um maybe uh next podcast
3: well eric has uh a knack for sort of finding all these gems yeah he really Uh,
1: does i I don't know how he does it but he he does (laughs) cool let's do you want to get into a song or do you just want to wait for will to call uh
3: let's get it let's get into uh one of his tracks that he's done with his wife how about that while we're waiting will walner
1: and vivian vane
3: yes and the name of this track is streets of rage by it's walner vane right
1: walner vane Yep.
3: okay here we go We are back, and that was a little Walner Vein with Streets of Rage, and obviously we are playing this because we have the one and only Will Walner on the phone. How are you, Will? I'm doing good, thanks. It's, uh, it's been, a, I would say, an interesting week for you, right, Will?
2: Yeah, I can honestly say this has been one of the most intense weeks of my life. Um, yeah, it's, it's been extremely crazy. Um, but now I'm sort of, I guess, had some time to relax and I'm slowly sort of beginning to calm down, I guess.
1: Right. Well, we appreciate you taking uh, some time to talk with us. And I know this is all real fresh, but just so the Talking Metal listeners understand, there has been basically the the breakup of White Wizard has has happened this, this week. And there's been a lot of, I would almost call it tabloid-esque, drama that's gone on around the breakup with different sites like our friends over at Metal Sox, who I love that site, uh, but they've been, uh, you know, publicizing some some of it. And, you know, as an outsider, Will, some of the stuff that, that we're reading about and hearing about is 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 so crazy that at first I almost thought it was another one of these crazy white wizard kind of publicity stunts you know, these we'd always get these crazy emails from the White Wizard people about this and this is happening. It was obviously, you know, fictionalized and 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 stuff. But but this isn't fiction. This is the real thing. And and it's it's sad because at the end of the day, after all this 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 crazy stuff is said and done, the album you guys put out this year, The Devil's Cut, is just great. And uh and that's got kind of to make this all the more
2: Heartbreaking for
1: for not only you but for the fans of the band.
2: Um, yeah, 100%. Uh, you are 100% right. The the worst thing about this happening is that the band actually melted down mid tour, and we also had to cancel. You know, the tour that we were doing here in Europe. Um, but to come back to what you said about the Devil's Cut. Yeah, I uh, now that I've had time to reflect on it, I realize that the one thing that I really take from my time in White Wizard was that we made a great album. Um, myself, guitarist Jake Dreyer, John Leon, Joseph Michael and Giovanni Durst. We recorded that album at the beginning of this year and uh I'm really proud of the work we did on that. Um I think it's a great album. And uh, like you said, the you know, the saddest thing is that you know, we have so many fans and things sending us messages saying, Oh, I love that album or Oh, you know, I had tickets to see you guys and you know, I'm I'm so bummed out and, and, and that's like a really hard thing to deal with right now. Um, but yeah, I mean, like you said, I'm very proud of that album. I think, you know, every every member of the band should feel good that we made that album.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, we can talk a little bit about some of the stuff that's been said on on websites and stuff like that, but before we do that, on a positive note, you know, you, before you were even in White Wizard, I knew about you because you had this great project with your wife and you had all sorts of great people play on on an album that you and your wife did, people like both the the Apathy brothers, Carmine and Vinny, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, like like I said, that album was just an absolute dream for me to make. I basically found all my favorite musicians from the bands I listened to growing up, you know, bands like Rainbow, Dio, Sabbath.
1: Yeah, and, Jimmy Bain uh,
2: I just was, on record, was on the, the yeah, one record, the one Yeah, Jimmy right? Bain and Vinnie, yeah, I, I, Jimmy Bain is just a hero of mine, you know, you played with Gary Moore, you know, all those guys meant so much to me and to get them on my albums or, you know, be on my songs was just the best thing and, uh, you know, I, I'm now, I'm, I'm working on another one, you know, so it's, that that is a, a great project that I love so much, you know, that's sort of my fun little thing that I have on the side.
1: Yeah, guys, here's some of the the people that played on Will's last record that he did with his wife, uh, Walner Vane, and uh, Vinny Apice, Carmine Apice, Brian Tishy, Neil Murray, Rudy Sarzo, Jimmy Bain, uh, Tony Franklin, Derek Sherinian, uh, Tony Carey, uh, who else? Uh, Missing anybody?
2: Uh, No, that's pretty much it although on our new album i have um keyboardist don airy who is uh probably my all-time favorite you know oh hard rock keyboard player uh, but yeah he's actually on the next album but yeah that's cream i think that's the list of the musicians that were on the first album yeah
1: now how do you get these guys to play on your record i, I mean is it connections i mean i would think that i mean your average it's show tough. isn't going to end up with these people on on, on his record
2: yeah, man. I mean, it started with Derek Sherinian. Um, he actually was looking, I guess, for musicians to produce in L.A. And I sent him some of my demos, and he invited me over to his studio. And then he produced me, I guess I would say, my first professionally recorded track with uh, Tony Franklin on bass and Brian Tishy on drums. And then while I was doing that, I just happened to be at the Rainbow one night with my wife Vivian. And uh, Carmine and Vinny were there having dinner, and I sort of very arrogantly waved a waitress over and said, go buy those guys a round of beers. And then the next thing they invited us over to the table and we just kind of hanging out and, you know, I was sort of chatting to Carmine about Blue Murder and all this stuff. And, uh, you know, I think Vinny gave us his email and the next day Viv actually said, you know, we should just email him and ask him if he wants to record some drums. And uh, he emailed me back right away, emailed Vivian back right away and said, yeah, of course I remember you guys, you guys brought us beer. And he was like, yeah, I'll I'll do whatever you guys want. So, and then, you know, then we had those two on there and it just kind of kept growing from there, really, you know.
1: Cool, cool. And will Bob Kulick be working with you again?
2: Um, Yeah, he, I, I, you know, he's the producer and uh, I've worked with him on a couple of, actually, he actually did produce a White Wizard song and uh, another band that I play in called Brute Force. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm good friends with him, and he his, he runs a studio called Office Studios with a guy called Brett Chasen, who's amazing. And, uh, yeah, you know, any opportunity I get to work with those guys, I'm I'm thrilled, because they are just the absolute best producers to work with.
1: Cool. And how is your wife doing? How is Vivian doing?
2: Oh, she's great. I mean, she's in L.A. She's, you know, <laughs> I guess, you know, trying to just support me the best she can, you know, kind of you know, and keep me sort of my spirits up. Um but yeah, she's doing totally fine and uh you know we're both kind of excited actually because I guess now we get the chance to maybe focus on that project, you know, more than I would have, you know, being in sort of a white wizard. So we're gonna maybe take a few months and try to see what we can do with the project and, you know, maybe put some stuff together.
1: Good. Victor, you go ahead.
2: Yeah, I, I was sort
3: of getting, you know, sort of hyped up with what you're talking about the the new project i guess the only keyboard out there or keyboardist out there that you're really missing is rick wakeman so maybe that'll be for the album after
2: uh, but uh, no, no, no. i almost contacted his son who i think plays in black sabbath right is right,
1: that yeah, am i that, right thinking that? well he has two I sons figured. yeah he has two oh. sons and, and i believe they both play keyboards Uh, Adam Wakeman has been a member of Ozzy Osbourne's band for a while and actually wrote a lot of the songs on the last Ozzy record. And from what I understand, he's currently, I believe he's currently touring with Sabbath, which is ironic because his father, uh, of course, played uh, keyboards on Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath, the album.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, and yeah, that's the guy then. I, I was basically actually looking for a keyboard player to record keys on a track. And uh because I was trying to actually get hold of Don Airy, and I couldn't find his contact details anywhere. But luckily, Neil Murray from Whitesnake very kindly uh, forwarded a message. But um, I was considering actually asking him to sort of record keys on this song that desperately needed it. Um, but yeah, I mean, Rick Wakeman would be absolutely amazing. And, you know, he's actually, I think he lives fairly close to me, where I am now in England as well. So, oh, cool. Uh, yeah.
3: Cool. Well, go ahead, Victor. The old saying is, is you know, any type of publicity is, is good publicity. Um, how does the publicity that this whole White Wizard story has gotten you, your name, and your project, how do you think this is going to affect you? Do you think this is actually um, going to well, ma- put a negative spin on what you guys are going to do, or do you think this is actually going to bring more people your way?
2: Um to be, I don't like it, to be honest, um, what has a lot of the stuff that's gone out there. I really do not approve of a lot of the things that have been said. Um, having you know, said that, by simply taking a, a back seat and trying to be as sort of diplomatic and sort of professional in this situation as possible, I think that helps me personally. Um, but like I said, uh, a lot of the stuff that has gone out there, I really am unhappy about just for more than anything for White Wizard and White Wizard's fans, because it's just, you know, it may be, I mean, the sad fact is, is that this is probably more press than the band got when we released our album, you know. But, yeah. uh, you know, I can't really say I'm I'm that overly thrilled about a lot of the stuff that I've seen. I mean, you know, it's, I mean, it's difficult that, yeah,
1: Because the stuff we're reading and, and hearing, I mean, so, is some of it so over the top and, and, and crazy? I mean, we're hearing stuff about... Uh, you know, uh, somebody's purse being being stolen at a show, and then it wasn't stolen. The, the band's kind of, been uh, dropped by. Your, I mean, there's so much stuff, but go ahead.
2: I mean, yeah, I'll I I will tell you honestly everything. It, um, White Wizard is no longer on Earache Records. That is a hundred percent true. The reason for which I honestly don't know. You know, I would say people that you know John is saying it's a mutual decision. Other people are saying it's because the band screwed up another tour. I honestly don't know, but I do know that John actually did want to get off earache anyway. So I you know, I honestly don't know, but I can say that the band is off earache records now. And uh, and that's a real shame for me personally, because I the, all the guys at earache I spoke to and uh, the guys I worked with in Century Media on the PR, uh, they all did an amazing job and they were all, you know, really actually a total pleasure to work with. So that's, you know, I guess I here or there. In terms of the bag, <laughs> that was just the most stupid thing to go onto these websites because it was totally irrelevant. And I mean, in all honesty, that was John trying to make Joseph look bad. So I did, I, I did step in on that thing to release a statement because I felt making Joseph out to be a thief was very was just not the right thing to do because he definitely didn't steal that bag. And in all honesty, if anyone's responsible for that bag being stolen, it's me because I'm the guy that picked up the merch box and put it in the back of the car where a 17-year-old girl was basically so drunk, she left it in the merch box and actually left the venue. Um, Mm. And then I returned it to her father a week later. The reason why it was a big issue was because when we found it, it had um, all of her friend's passports cell phone and oh, okay. iPod and rucksack. So, I mean, for her, she was very stressed out, but I, I took it to her father when we got back to London a week later, everything intact. And, you know, it's, it's not really an issue, to be honest.
1: Right. Okay. And then, you know, it's, Joseph is, has said stuff like kind of turning the tables almost. And, and I mean, he's saying sure. that John has been stealing money from the band and that the Indigo go go fund uh has kind of like been a a, a hoax of, of some sort is is that what joseph is saying and do you agree with that
2: well that is what joseph is saying um do i agree with it um it's difficult um and you don't have to I
1: comment say. on this i don't want to put you on the spot and if you'd rather not comment
2: about it we I mean we totally in all, all honesty, I I I'll I will say so if i guess the best i can I believe everyone who donated to the Indiegogo will get what they paid for, okay? Um, Now, in terms of whether a bit of that money that was meant, I guess, to go towards the band, maybe some of that money, John may, and I can't say I know for certain, but the accusation Joseph made was he may have taken some of that money for his own personal stuff, right? So that was money meant for the band, and now some of it's gone missing, and that's kind of what Joseph was um, accusing John of. And are we talking about
1: thousands know. of dollars here, or how much no,
2: money are we? No, talking? we're not. No, we're not. No, we're not. Okay. It's. I mean, and in all honesty, and I mean, when we're talking about the sums of money that was being accused about being stolen on the tour, I mean, if you real, if you only realise that this tour was basically blew up over a couple of hundred pounds, I mean, right. It's it's kind of ridiculous, really, and I mean. And, and that's, the, that's the thing that really kind of upsets me because this whole tour, it was so easy for us to complete. The opening band monument really did all of the work because they were providing all the gear. It was so easy and we just couldn't keep it together on a personal level and it just exploded. Um, and, and like I say, I mean, Joseph's um, issues were very valid. I mean, in terms of that, yes, there were accounting issues that needed to be brought up. I just had asked Joseph, can you please just wait till the end of the tour? Because I knew that this was going to explode. But I mean, then again, I mean, like you said, we're not talking about large sums of money, you know, in the grand scheme of things. But I mean, in Joseph's fairness, you know, it is a principal thing, you know, and, and, you know, yeah.
1: And what was for... For the Talking Metal listeners and for myself, for that matter, what was the Indiegogo fund and what was that supposed to
2: fund? So, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's another issue. uh, John wanted to make a fund on Indiegogo, which is where uh, fans can pledge money. And in exchange for that money, they'll get maybe like a signed T-shirt or like a, a, a piece of merch or something. And then we, used, we said that we were going to use that money to help the band tour throughout 2013 and 2014. Now, that sucks for the fans because that band doesn't really exist anymore, eh? And uh, the money that we got, we used it to cover things like flights to the UK and back and, uh, you know, things like that. It was used for tour expenses, basically. Um, and you know, it wasn't a large sum of money. I think we ended up with about $7,000 total. And considering the flights to the UK and back were, I mean, about 5,000, you know, that was basically most of that money. But, you know, I guess, you know, there was a few hundred dollars that we had all assumed, and I'm not just Joseph, myself included, have um, said might have gone missing. And I was gonna wait until the end of the tour to confront John. But like I said, at the end of the day, it's a couple of hundred dollars and you know it's now that i look back it is maybe a bit you know a bit ridiculous right, to right. cancel a tour and all that stuff over the, over those sorts of monies
1: now as this is all kind of going down the, the way i was finding out about it was through the white wizard mailing list before i checked metal socks or anything else i was getting the the emails from what seemed to be your official white wizard emailing list, but they were obviously all being written by Joseph, right? So he controlled the, yes, the mailing list. That's a
2: hundred percent true. Yeah. That's a hundred percent true. Yeah. Which is I mean, kind it's, of
1: it's, it's, yeah. he was controlling the mailing list and John didn't have control over that.
2: Yeah. That mailing list is from Joseph. It's not from John or white wizard. And, and I guess on the flip side, you would say that whatever's posted on the White Wizard Facebook is from John. You know, no one else has control over that. So, you know, there was a, like you, like we said before, there was a bit of a battle going on between those two. It's been on metal sucks. I think a lot of it is really unnecessary, and I don't like it. Some of it, you know, there's legit stuff in there, but you know, I'm 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 not really into that. So right.
1: And the only other thing I wanted to mention, then, obviously on this mailing list that is being, uh, as 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 we mentioned, controlled by Joseph, just it was I think it was either yesterday or maybe two days ago, I get a, a an email from that list with a brand new music video that you guys did, which I also found kind of odd. That- well,
2: this you know, they, we had a massive fight midway through the UK thing that basically caused the tour to end. And that fight wasn't just about money issues. There was a lot of issues. And one of them was this video. Um, a, a guy called Don Adams, who's a professional filmmaker, had, he's a friend of Joseph's, and he offered to basically come on the road with us and film our shows and put together kind of like a live video style thing. So we did a, a short West Coast tour earlier, and uh, he shot all this footage, and he put together a video. Problem was, the drummer Giovanni Durst quit the band after that tour and John had said he didn't want that video to come out with Giovanni in it. He said you can put out a video as long as there's no shots of him or if we record shots with our new drummer a guy called Devin Lebsack And, uh, and basically that was it you know, and Joseph was upset because Don is his friend, and he made this video for free, and he's like, "You know we have a video, it's silly not to release it just because the drum is just because Giovanni's on the band anymore um and you know that was an argument, and ult- but ultimately, you know John really does have the final say because he controls you know white wizard to, basically, and uh now I guess Joseph's out of the band and doesn't really care. He put out the video that's right. You know,
1: Okay, well I can imagine John's probably not happy about that. And you know, well, um yeah. It's it's just it's just too bad and you know, I feel bad for all you guys involved and in, including John, you know, because I mean this has been his 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 baby all along and uh he, you know, it's it's kind of sad to see it, it come to this and that you know, all this stuff is is getting more attention than than what we all should be concentrating on, and I urge all Talking Metal listeners, even though this current lineup of the band is is no longer, uh, I urge you guys all to, to to check out White Wizards' The Devil's Cut, because it is a, a really really strong album, and uh, in the traditional metal sense, and I feel like there there aren't a lot of great you know newer bands doing this style of music anymore. And uh, what you guys did with that album is really great. I, you did a great job.
2: Yeah. And, you know, I agree a hundred percent. And I mean, I was actually talking basically all day to John today, um, you know, and I'm not on some sort of John Leon hate train that a lot of websites are, you know, do put against him. And I do think, like you said, he's a talented guy and really white wizard is his vision. And he really, is a huge part of white wizard i mean we all you know made that album but he is such a huge thing it's his creativity it's his vision and i honestly wish him the best and uh you know it's it's like it's it's been very sort of tough it's been personal but at this point i'm sort of where i'm just like i'm gonna walk away but you know if john puts together another lineup i wish him all the best you know
3: yeah, um, the the one thing that I did want to ask, sort of being the devil's advocate here, uh, sure. when I interviewed John, uh, I've interviewed him a few times, and one of the things that he's always sort of wanted to bring to the forefront, that legally, uh, the contracts that were signed with ERAIC and with everyone else stated that he was White Wizard. That's Is, Was that still the case with this lineup? And could that sort of give him, you know, the ability to go in and handle the funds for the Indiegogo project, however he felt?
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, that's 100% true. I mean, he was the only guy on the contract for the record label for the duration with Earache. Um, He called the shots. It was his band. And the Indiegogo money was deposited directly into his account. Um, And this is, you know... (sighs) this is where the issues come because people start to get suspicious. Hey, you know, that money is for the band. It's not just for you, you know, things like that. Um, Yeah. And I mean, and all I can say is this. I mean, John has told me, I mean, obviously this isn't the first time this has happened with White Wizard. John basically today, you know, we, we were going back and forth, but he pretty much just admitted that, you know, he's not the best guy at dealing with people and he's not really the best manager per se. What he needs to do is just focus on making music and maybe get a manager to take care of all of this stuff because that would probably eliminate a lot of these problems. Um, And it's difficult with one guy running everything with, you know, all the money going through him. It it causes... uh, a difficult situation within a band because although it is a band, you do start to feel like, well, I'm more of a, a session guy as opposed to a band member, but I'm not being really paid anything. So you know, maybe I should have a say. And, you know, all of these sorts of issues that were basically coming up very regularly, and those are you know that all just added to what happened on this tour that exploded.
3: Right, and I mean, as you've mentioned, uh, I've I've spoken to a bunch of other ex-members and a lot of the same sort of themes have come up uh, from a lot of other people that have played with him and a lot of the same things that you're mentioning has been brought up in the past so I mean John has always been nice to me and you know I can only take a person for what they're telling me but obviously you're gonna have different insight than what I can have because obviously you're, you've lived within the situation and you've seen or, or heard or, you know, been involved in different things that obviously us on the outside haven't.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, I 100% agree. Like I say, I mean, I, I you know, like I say, I'm, I'm not against him. I still consider him a friend. And right. maybe when I go back to LA, we'll have a beer and hang out. I don't know. But, um, you know, like, like I say, he will admit himself, he is a difficult. Guy to work in a band, and you know, I'm I'm not saying that as an insult. He will happily admit that himself. Um, And to be honest with you, you know, like I say, I'm pretty much just about the music. I try to be a diplomat in the band to keep him and Joseph from fighting as much as possible. But in the end, it, it just all exploded. And you know, it's sad that it happened, but it's it's just the way it happened. You know. The
3: the one thing that did sort of catch me by surprise or that i thought was sort of odd is one of the first interviews that joseph made he sort of referenced the fact that him and john were butting heads right from the start so was this something that was really building all along and just sort of culminated with you know a few little sparks here and there or did this just sort of just come out of the blue all of a sudden on this tour
2: (laughs) no joseph and john for the moment they joined the band like Joseph joined the band you know it would be a case of fighting making up fighting making up and I honestly thought that they were going to fight now on the tour and make up the next day just like every other day but right. it just, I guess it just it didn't happen um, but yeah they, there was a lot of issues lots and lots of issues um, you know not just about money about you know anything? When we were doing the album, you know, creativity, everything else that every other band fights about. Um, right. Yeah, yeah I mean, you know,
1: fighting fighting in bands is a normal thing. You know, I mean, that's some of the the greatest bands in history have just had these these members who who fight with each other over the creative vision, but in the end, they are able to keep it together, which uh, yeah. in this case, obviously, uh, didn't happen. And yeah, I wanted to just exactly. kind of clarify with you, Will. Now we've we've heard about you and and, and Joseph are are no longer members of the band. But uh, like, where do people like Jake stand right now?
2: Jake is out of the band. He uh, he left the band basically the same day I did, and I think we both really knew it was over. I mean, me and Jake are very good friends. Um, we we're basically we're neighbors in L. A. And uh, I mean, you know, even when Joseph quit the band, oh, no, sorry, that's wrong. When Joseph was fired by John during this tour and John said, no, I'm not going to take him back, he said that we would get another singer to complete the tour. And me and Jake basically actually were the ones who made the decision, no, let's end the tour. It's not going to work. So it was actually kind of me and Jake who made the final, final decision to end the tour he flew back to America the next day. I'm still here. I released my statement that I was leaving, and he released one shortly afterwards. You know, totally independently of that, but obviously he saw me do it and decided to do the same thing. So, I, so Jake is out of the band. Um, Giovanni, the drummer, is out of the band.
1: And so you guys had, in, a, just, had Devin was drumming for you, right, on the European tour.
2: Yeah, Devin, in all honesty, I still I saw him. He's gone to Croatia um, to be with his girlfriend. He's a really nice guy. Um, I don't know if he's in the band. I mean, he's been in the band for a few weeks, so if right. he is still going to continue with John, I I wish him the best, but, you know, like I say, I don't know.
1: Okay. All right. Wow. Well, I, I realize that this has been a, an emotional week for you, and thank you for opening up here with us, and let's, uh, again, kind of shift the focus back to what you're going to be doing in the future. You already are working on another record with your wife. And any idea when we might be hearing some of this new music you guys are working on?
2: Yeah, sure. It's pretty much all recorded. Uh, We're just mixing it right now. Um, I would imagine very early next year is when the album will come out. Uh, There's a lot of really great stuff on there. I've done a, a tribute to one of my favorite guitar players, Gary Moore. And on that track, um, it's all musicians who played with him in the past. Um, It's it's just a really great band. And, uh, you know, yeah, it's going to be a, a really fun album. And, you know, I'll just do with it what I can. I would just like to say one last thing, which is that to any fan of White Wizard, I'm truly sorry if you had tickets for this tour. And I would also like to say for support band Monument, that I'm so sorry that this happened and people should check them out because they were so professional and they really they lost a lot of money because of this situation. I mean, absolutely tons of money that they had put in to make this tour happen for them. And so I'm sorry for them and I hope that people will check them out because they're also a really good band.
1: Cool, I'd like you to check them out. What, what style of music did Monument do? Well, <laughs>
2: Monument is two former members of White Wizard, Peter Ellis and Lewis Stevens, who made a band, um, and it's you know it's traditional heavy metal. Um, it, for, you know they they're based in London, and uh, I believe they have an EP out and they're working on their first album now. So you know and they're they're a great bunch of guys. They're a really good band. Um, so yeah,
1: cool. Yeah, I'm going to oh, do some research and check them out. Do you do you have their music, uh, Victor?
3: Yeah, I, I'm actually. Um, uh, I talk to Peter Ellis, the singer, quite frequently, um, and he he's hooked me up since the the demos were out before the rest of the band was even put together. So I've I've had the EP for quite some time.
2: Sure, sure.
1: All right, man. Well. Well, we wish you the best of luck, and we want you to keep us posted on the, the new record. And any time you want to come back on, just drop me an email. We'll get you right right back on Talking Metal, and you can update all the uh, listeners to uh, what's going on with you.
2: Yeah, thanks so much, Mark, and uh, thank you, Victor, for having me on. And, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd love to send you some of the new music I'm working on, so I'll definitely keep in touch. Cheers, man.
1: Yeah, great, and we'd love to interview uh, Vivian sometime soon, too.
2: Oh, yeah, that would be fun, actually. Yeah, uh, we'll put that together. Cool, man. Great.
1: All right. Well, the best of luck to you, and and good luck getting home. And uh, listen, I know it's been an emotional ride for you, so uh, hang in there and keep us posted on all future endeavors.
2: Thank you so much, guys. Cheers. Bye.
3: Thank you, Will. All right. We'll take things out here with a little white wizard and strike the iron. We are back, and we had a little white wizard there coming off of the devil's cut that was Strike the Iron. Fairly interesting interview there with Will. Some, uh, I mean, obviously it wasn't the dirt sheep type, uh, TMZ type, uh, you know, banter, but I mean, I think that he gave us enough information to uh, sort of, you know, draw some sort of conclusion. Yeah, I mean, I think you know,
1: whenever you're in these situations, there's always you know the old thing, two sides to every story, uh, yeah. and maybe in White Wizard's case, you know, five sides. But um, the uh, the the thing is that that different people can honestly have different opinions of of what happened in the situation, and and. and Maybe none of them are totally, you know, lying. They just have different views of, of, of what actually right. has happened, you know. Um, so, you know, it's like we said, you know, do yourself a favor, guys. Go out and listen to The Devil's Cut by White Wizard. And if all this scandal and craziness uh, has has any silver lining at all, maybe it is that it will bring a few more ears to that to that record, which is a very solid, good record.
3: Yeah, I I agree one hundred percent. That's why I sort of wanted to bring that one point up because, you know, we know who Will is and I'm I don't want to downplay, you know, what he's done or or whatnot, but you know, the controversy with the band I'm sure has thrown a lot of people his way that possibly wouldn't have known him you know, outside of White Wizard, and probably you know, um, for for everyone that's in the band, you know, unfortunately, these uh, the these spurts of drama are, are what drive a lot of casual listeners to bands, and it's unfortunate because, as we're saying, you know, the the music is really strong, and uh, who knows, you know, who, who knows what what's up next. The good thing that we sort of talked uh, with. You know, Al Morris the Third was with the power of the internet, almost anything is possible. So I mean, even if uh even if a label that isn't the caliber of Eurake or Century Media comes along, I mean there's still an outlet for you know, John Leon's music and, and you know, the the whole white wizard, you know, um uh, their catalogue of music.
1: Absolutely. And Hopefully we can turn on a few people to, to White Wizard here on Talking Metal. Definitely do your, yourself a favor, and, and not just the, the latest record, but go check out some of the, the previous records, too, because they are all quite strong, and in my opinion, I've always had some real good players involved in that band. So uh, I, I'd love someday to speak to John. I, I interviewed him briefly at a show in New York. It was actually him and Eric Kluber did a kind of a joint interview on talking metal probably three ooh, maybe even four years ago at this, eh, probably three years ago at this point. And um, it'd be fun to actually, maybe, maybe on one of these live shows in the future, maybe when things settle down a bit, we can have John on and talk to him about what he's got uh, planned for the future.
3: Yeah. Sounds good. I mean, he's been pretty approachable for me, so, you know, Whenever, whenever you want to uh, go down that road, let me know, and we'll see what we can do to get him on. Cool. You have his email? Yeah, yeah, I, I have his email, and actually have his his cell number. So. Oh, okay. Cool. cool. Cool.
1: Great. Anyways, let's check in with Twitter. Some of the talking metal listeners are out there. Wow, we got nine new followers today. That's that's uh that's a lot. Usually we get usually a couple new followers a day, but nine new followers today. I don't know if that had anything to do with us kind of diving into this whole white wizard mess, but, uh, welcome to all the new followers on Twitter. Hopefully you are tuning into the live show and the podcast. Uh, also we heard from thunder ace VA. He says, are you guys going to talk about the Metallica movie tonight? Uh, well, Thunder Ace VA, uh, we are almost out of time at this point, And Victor and I had spoken before the show and kind of decided that we probably wouldn't talk about it. Maybe we would if we had some time. And I guess quickly, I, I will say that a few of my friends sent me like text messages saying, ha ha ha, the Metallica movie was a failure, blah, blah, blah. I haven't seen the movie yet. I don't get. To the movies much nowadays with two kids usually i i try to get out right. to the concerts take priority over the movies i love movies so it makes me kind of sad but um the thing is it did make money you know it made i think yeah. a, a little under three million dollars and it hasn't even really gotten to the the, the point you know where they're probably really going to make even more money and that's dvd and blu-ray yeah. releases you know
3: yeah and and the funny thing is is it's it's a limited release, so it was mainly on IMAX screens. I it was within the top five, if I'm not mistaken, of movies last week, uh, which isn't too shabby. And it hasn't reached the international market yet. Here in Spain, it was released uh, on Thursday, so a lot of the major markets outside of the states. You know, God forbid anyone think that there's any money to be had anywhere else. But, uh, yeah, you know, the, these other markets haven't seen it yet. So $3 million right. can easily right. be surpassed, you know, once it opens up around the world. There's a boatload of crap movies. The Lone Ranger, which tanked in the States, was out for about a week. It's been playing here in Europe for... Uh, since what? Since the end of July. And we're in October.
1: Yeah, I want so to see that's... that Lone Ranger movie. Actually, Quentin Tarantino called it one of the best movies of 2013. And, I mean, it got terrible reviews. So I, it made me curious to uh, to the Lone Ranger. Uh, But back to the Metallica movie, uh, Thunder Ace VA. Uh, I, I mean, I think people love to watch the people on top, you know, fail. And, yeah. you know, I, at least some of my friends sent me snarky comments about the movie. And all, all I can say is, if if first if the if the almost 3 million dollars is profit which i'm guessing it is that's not too shabby i mean I, I mean they they did more than break even and they still have probably more money to be made on this this movie so i say good for metallica and i hope to check out check out the movie at some point soon
3: yeah i i would be shocked you know, once it's all said and done after rentals and, you know, DVD and Blu-ray release, that this doesn't end up closer to 20 than the three that it's, you know, that it made in the first limited release. And and as you're saying, you know, the more a band has a following, the more haters that come along as well. So
0: Totally.
3: I mean, so yeah, as you're saying, there are definitely people that are out there waiting for the hero to take the fall. So, Todd H. has checked in on
1: Twitter. Todd is uh, one of our current diehards, uh, Talking Metal, Mars Attacks listener. He says, great interview tonight, crazy stuff. Will seems like a good dude. Best of luck to him. And I totally agree with you, Todd H. I do think that uh, Will is definitely a good guy. He's on Twitter, guys. Will is on Twitter. And of course, Todd is on Twitter. Todd, the Talking Metal Maniac, is at Todd T O D D two five seven. So, uh, and what is Will's Twitter account? Um, let me see here. We should give that out. You guys can follow Will.
3: Probably Will Warner.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. W i l l W a l l n e r. Uh, at WillWallner.com There you go.
3: Excellent. And I, so, go ahead, Victor. No, 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 go, go ahead.
1: No, I was just going to wrap things up, but uh, did you have something else you wanted to say?
3: No, I was just going to bring up uh, one of the things that you brought to my attention late in the day, and that I guess is floating all around Facebook, is the passing of I guess the only original member of Vixen.
1: Yes. I don't even know how you pronounce your last name.
3: Yeah, me neither. I was Jan. looking at Yeah, Jen. I was I was hoping you'd take a stab at it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know.
1: You know, I I wasn't really a a big Vixen fan. You know, I knew the I knew the one song uh Edge of a Broken Heart, which I believe was written by Richard Marks, actually. Uh, right. But I, I didn't really know much about them. I know if John Astronomy were here, he would be telling us all about Dixon. He he was, was a, is, or at least was a fan. So, uh, yeah, yeah, that's uh, it's sad news whenever you hear any of these people passing on, especially at such a young age. She was only 51.
3: Yeah. John could probably nail down the first person in his town that had the rights to purchasing that vixen album
1: <laughs> yeah there you go definitely. definitely it all goes back to uh johnstown pa with, with johnstown,
3: john. PA, there you go it's even named after him
1: yeah exactly and by the way john astronomy will be appearing alongside of ace of course helping ace out at the uh, chiller theater convention which uh, happens in my neck of the woods out here in new jersey actually pretty close to where you grew up, right out in Parsippany?
3: Okay. Yeah, out out in Parsippany. Uh, down at the, that's what at the Marriott they're doing it.
1: Probably I went like, oh, I went probably right before my my first son was born, so five years ago at this point. Uh, let's see, yeah, I I, I went and checked it out. Maybe it was six years ago actually. Um, but yeah, I believe it is the Marriott, and I may.
3: <laughs>
1: Excuse me. We may venture back there this year. We have Ace, Freely, formerly of Kiss, Weird Al Yankovic will be there signing autographs, and the one and only Bo Derek.
3: Wow. I yeah. wonder how... Uh, have you seen what she looks like lately?
1: Last time I saw Bo Derek would have been 2004. I, of course, this is on TV, because I believe she was out campaigning for George Bush uh, when he was running for reelection and uh, she looked pretty good from what I remember, but uh, I guess a, uh, a conservative Bo, Bo Derrick. Huh?
3: Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> so so you make your fame off of 10 and I guess she was in playboy. Wasn't she? Oh, One many of
1: times. Yeah. I I actually used to have an issue of playboy with uh, Bo Derrick and it was when she was, uh, it was photos from her movie. I think it was Tarzan. She was in a, a Tarzan remake after yeah. 10. Um, it was probably like 81-ish, 82 maybe.
3: Greystoke or whatever that was. or. I don't know. Yeah. What what, what what is it? Yeah, that was the name of the Tarzan movie. Was, oh, really? Uh, if I'm not mistaken. Well, that was one of the many that came out that and that was like a huge flop so yeah the one that I remember yeah very very interesting that was I guess the um the, the prototype per se I guess uh at least for for my age group the uh typical thing of you know the female running down the beach or whatever right. that scene 10 that I mean would have to be more than one generation sort of clung on to that for a little there yeah here
1: we go on her Wikipedia page. The name of that movie was Tarzan the Ape Man. Tarzan the Ape Man from 1981. Uh, the movie Ten, which he is most famous for, was 1979. And it says here, Derek, who describes herself as independent, supported George H. W. Bush in 1988 and in 1992, and campaigned for his son George. W. Bush in 2000 and 2004. She appeared at both Republican conventions in a 2011 interview with The Hollywood Reporter. She said she had voted for Barack Obama in 2008. So I guess she is truly uh, an independent. Yeah. Um, so there you go. Interesting. Uh. She looks so- great. There's a picture of her on, on the Wikipedia page from 2010 and she looks great she is 56 years old born in 1956
3: cool yeah there 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 aren't too many of them that uh, uh unfortunately or there aren't too many of them i'm sounding like a, a racist asshole here or whatever sexist asshole but uh you know you look at katherine bach and unfortunately the years weren't too kind you know so i guess it all Catherine depends bach. who is Catherine bach again Daisy Duke. Oh, oh, right, right, right. Of course,
1: of course. Yeah. Linda Carter was another one I was into as a as a kid. And she, for a while, didn't look good. But then I saw her recently and thought she looked pretty good. But uh, whatever. Anyways, yeah, Will Walner just checked in on Facebook. He says, cheers. So I guess he hasn't fallen asleep yet because he just posted, cheers, dude. And who else? Before we... Let me just take a peek at my Facebook page, see if any anybody else has checked in. Uh, no, not really. I feel like there was... No, not, not much. Uh, oh. Jake has checked in. Oh, Jake, yeah. the guitar player from uh, White Wizard, has checked in, and he has said... The, the former guitar player, actually, and he has he he commented and said, "Good interview, man. Safe travels back to LA." So I guess he was talking to uh, to Will. Oh, and that's who Will was responding to when he said, "Cheers, dude." So uh, there, Jake checking in on the uh, actually on my Facebook page. So um, cool. Am I even friends with Jake? Let me go we'll add as a friend. I will add him as a friend. Cool. All right. So we'll wrap it up with a little Vixen. Jan from Vixen. Neither Victor nor I know how to pronounce her last name.
3: We apologize for that. Yes. But it's sad that she has passed away. Definitely at uh, 51. And um, this is Edge of Heartbreak. And thanks for listening, guys. And we'll see you in two weeks, right? That's the plan. Uh,
1: tentatively, we'll see you in two weeks. And uh, let us know who you want us to interview. We like having people call into the show on Friday night. So if there's somebody you'd like to hear us interview, send us a uh, a little uh, email at talkingmetal at yahoo.com. Oh, and uh, during the show tonight, by the way, a PayPal donation came in uh, from, let's see, from uh, Eric. And... Big thanks, Eric. I'm gonna uh, actually mention you in an upcoming episode. But uh yeah, Eric sent in twenty bucks, so thank you, Eric. I appreciate that. Eric from I actually, DC.
3: I actually got my first check today from uh from one of the affiliates. Uh it's from iTunes. Uh I don't plan on retiring anytime soon, but uh What'd you get? I What'd got you? I got a dollar. A dollar, nice. Well, I, no. I bought
1: a video camera used, by the way, and I used the uh, Amazon links on uh, Mars Attacks. So it, cool. it was a used video camera for like probably, I think, $130 or something. So you'll probably get 5 10 bucks 10 back on that to your Amazon uh, affiliate accounts. The way you do that, guys, is you go to MarsAttacksRadio.com or TalkingMetal.com, you find... Our link to Amazon, you open up Amazon uh, and then you can search your product from there and uh, we get a little cutback. It doesn't end up costing you any extra or anything like that, but it's just a a great way to support the podcast. And of course, we also have those PayPal donations and Talking Metal may soon be getting a new sponsor. Uh, The Hulu Plus sponsorship is over, but there are some other ones in the works and spread the word about talking metal and talking metal digital we definitely uh n- need your help to to make this happen i'm currently out of work i need to somehow try to get this podcast thing to fly so let's work together let's uh show support for talking metal for mars attacks for talking rock and hopefully soon we're going to be adding some more podcasts to talking metal digital i am in scouting mode now looking for some podcasts to, uh, to join us. So haven't really heard any that have totally rocked my, my, my ass off, but, uh, I am, I am looking for them and I don't necessarily want them to be. And I think Victor agrees with me on this. I don't want them to be, you know, like talking metal or Mars attacks where, you know, I mean, it's like, Victor, we've had this discussion. It's like, the, you know, when a certain artist comes out, he ends up, he's on, you know, six different podcasts all within right. a, a month period. It's like, you know, so I'm almost looking for something that's a little, does something a little different. You know, uh, it can still be metal. It could it could be, you know, wrestling. It could be, you know, science fiction. It could be something that, it could be plain old rock and roll. But uh, we're definitely looking for something that, Will fit under the talking metal digital umbrella, but yet somehow is a little different than uh than everything
3: else going on yeah absolutely. I mean, no sense in going to a restaurant and you know ordering the same plate seven days a week i mean exactly I think exactly. the idea is to bring you know something different to the table that you know you guys are gonna love as as well as uh as well as us. Is something that actually makes you want to go out and listen, because obviously if you have, as Mark's saying, if if Udo's on, you know, talking metal um, and then Mars Attacks and then a third and a fourth and a fifth show, then it, you know, people stop listening. So I think there are plenty of things out there and I'm sure we'll we'll find something good that will, uh, you know, help uh, uh, help help keep people you know engaged in what uh talking metal digital is all about
1: right on cool well how about a little vixen
3: absolutely all right guys take it easy